Alsace Lorraine, one of the most disputed, but potentially the border area with the best food and wine of any of them. Unless you really like, I don't know, like fish brochin or something. I think I think we could probably say the cuisine is a little better in Alsace. I think we've gone on record saying that we're not super into fish brochin. Yeah, I, I like them, so, but you know, okay. we'll, we'll get into the we'll get into the food in Alsace. I think it's a it's probably a little bit better. Michelle, you have a little bit of firsthand experience from going to that region, right? I'm pretty I'm pretty clueless except for what I've read. Just a little bit. I mean, I did live in the south west of Germany um and I know people who live in like the outermost village like the last village that you cross over before going to France and like there's always been kind of oh let's swim across the Rhine when you're at the Rhine and that kind of stuff so just just kind of tangential experience with it um but to maybe set the scene a little bit like Ted said, very famous for its wine culture and the Flammkuchen, I think certain types of cheese as well. But what I think of the most is like these timber frame houses with like the storks and their like little stork nests. They're in like a protected like a little wildlife region there. Yeah, the stork is like the symbol of the region, I think. Yeah, I don't know, exactly. are they very, I don't know if they have a particularly high fertility rate or something, but yeah, that's their symbol. Well, they they represent fertility and then they're also endangered. So like the- Maybe of the uh, land, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of what I like picture in the little beautiful wine hills and stuff. Um, and then the other thing I just want to note kind of at the start of this is that everybody should go look at this clip of um, people speaking Alsatian, which is a dialect that to me sounds like the Badish dialect with a French accent. And you can like really recognize if you're a German speaker, some words that are very atypical of Hochdeutsch, but very typical of like the more Schwäbisch dialect. Like saying, just as an example, maybe this is interesting to like one person, saying schaffen, like instead of, oh, I have to go to work, ich muss arbeiten, you would say, ich muss das schaffen. And they would, the Alsatian guy would say that. And the like, yo, yo, like when you're telling a story as a little uh, segue, you would be like, yo, yo. Ist Spruch is something else he said, which is like, oh, this is my language. You sound Sprache. like you do a good like 55 year old German man in a pub with a huge beer belly. Like that's how I picture <laughs> well, That's what they sound like. Um, it's more just like interacting with like any sort of baker or um, at the market. They, that's what they all talk like. But that's really interesting if you're into probably also if you speak French, you could pick up a lot of little tidbits there so we'll link we'll, link yeah, we'll put a couple though. links they have a song too that we'll talk about later that sounds pretty funny oh, that they have yeah, the, the they have their accent it sounds great we, we we love including like a regional song in these borders episodes i think it's i think it's pretty fun oh yeah they've actually uh we can get the we can get the flag song like uh, i have it right here it's the um i bet isaac can cut this in it's the el fun lead uh it's pretty pretty catchy Stets, wo wir versammelt sind, wie's und wo.
back to the dialect for a second. Um, this is from the like British Council on Culture. In 1985, Alsatian was recognized as one of the regional languages of France, and in 1999, they um, counted 550,000 speakers of it, which is way more than I yeah, that's quite a few. would assume, um, yeah. making it the second most spoken regional language in the country. And then another just little quick example, which might be funny to some people, is that you can say uh, sagets, <laughs> which is that's like sava and begets awesome. together. <laughs> that, that rocks, yeah. <laughs> which is, that's just so funny. Maybe maybe that you could like interpret somehow that the French being the first word of that gives it, uh, means that the region is like France or something. Well, we, we va sounds like shit, so... <laughs> They've got some some tasty foods. I can't say that that completely explains, you know, why you have a bunch of uh, irredentism and a desire to to reclaim this little piece of land back and forth. But it it probably doesn't hurt. Then again, there have been like pieces of land in Eastern Europe where the food is terrible that people have died repeatedly over. But I'd like to think that it just the German and French Empire were were just like, you know what? I need. I guess it was the French Republic later on, but you know. Frankreich, so it's like he's sort of sort of like an empire in your head, even though even when it's a republic, and so you know fighting back and forth because they're just like I need my spätzle, but uh, yeah we'll we'll get into that. There's a nice saying about Alsace. Do you have that, Michelle? <laughs> I just thought this was silly. It seems like the kind of thing that would be printed on a really bad postcard, but um, this comedian or some artist Tommy Ungera made a joke that said. Alsace is like the toilet of Europe, always occupied. Yep, somebody's always taking it, and seems like France will hold on to it for now. They've got a good streak going. We'll see if they can if they can keep that up. We won't get too much into the early history, but um, a lot of this goes back. It's mostly post-Westphalia, 1648, that that things start getting a little more relevant. Really, post 1871 and the Franco-Prussian War and German unification, uh, but. You know, all the way back to the ninth century, it was the center of Charlemagne's empire and then became part of you know, the Holy Roman Empire, which is sort of, you know, vaguely modern precursor to, to Germany. And then it was a, remained a German territory uh, with various rulers um, up until the Thirty Years' War. And then the Peace of Westphalia concluded and gave Alsace to France. So you already see this back and forth going several times. And this, this like, really really far back history like always ends up playing into more modern disputes more modern territorial disputes some of like the farthest antecedents of both france and germany that being charlemagne's frankish empire and the holy roman empire respectively had a claim to this so they can both say like our sort of ancestor state um, or group of you know group of countries group of states had control of this region, therefore we should have it today, which is what you see especially going on in the late 19th and early 20th century as you have, you know, the, the creation of actual nation states. Um, you know, France had, had been that way for a bit, and of course that happening in Germany in 1871. And so, like I said, you know, Franco-Prussian War um, didn't turn out too well for the Franco side of that. And Paris falls on the 28th of January, 1871, with the German Empire created just a few days before that. 
we, we should do a, a whole history of this um, and, the, and, and Bismarck and the German unification because it's super fascinating. Don't have time to get into all of that now. Um, but Germany is really in the driver's seat of the negotiations at the end of the war and gets uh, quite a few reparations from France as well as the Alsace-Lorraine region, and it was incorporated into the German Empire. Um, interestingly, though, even Bismarck was opposed at first to taking Alsace-Lorraine and incorporating it into the German Empire. Uh, he thought about actually giving it to Switzerland, and then... Wait, you know, Why? I just love that. They're just like, ah, shoot, no one, no one can really understand this. Like, just give it to the Swiss. Uh, it sounds like the, you know, it's like the opposite of the Gaddafi plan where he was like, let's just divide up Switzerland back into these countries. It's like, no, maybe we should give the disputed territories to Switzerland. It's like, you know, if like siblings like can't agree on like who to, who gets to play with like a toy at a given time and the parents are just like, fine, no one gets to play with it. Like, give it to Switzerland. Yeah, because Switzerland is no one and as a perpetual identity crisis? I don't know. Could have probably saved a lot of lives. Um, who knows? I don't want to give Switzerland any, like, any, like... That credit. would have been a weird country shape. Though. Yeah, the country, like, if you look at a map, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a bit goofy. That was a preview of our premium episode. You can listen to the whole episode if you become a supporter of Spaßbremse on Patreon. There will be a link to our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you're not able to support us monetarily right now, we totally get it. There will be another full-length episode coming to your podcast feeds next week. As always, thank you so much for listening. Tschüss!